when I was a young parent, I remember dropping my son off for a play date. He was a toddler then, around five or six years old, and he and his friend Luke went to the same school on the Upper West Side in New York City. When we got to Luke's apartment door, we exchanged the customary greetings with his parents. Luke was there with a huge smile, peeking from behind his parents. I thanked them for the play date. It's a chance for me to chill and relax on my own. The rest was a blur of the usual parental ritual. But then something that Luke's mom said stunned me. Hello everyone, and welcome to today's Make Our Possible Shortcast. This is Steph Lively. Today, we have Ken Polotan, who is eager to share his views and experience about the power of strangers. There was something that struck me in that brief exchange. As I was about to leave, I saw Luke's parents turn around. His mom addressing little Luke with the following warning. Luke, we will be taking you guys to the park. Remember what I said. Don't talk to strangers. I remember freezing on the spot. I was a bit stunned by this instruction. It seems to me that don't talk to strangers is a consistent warning to both children and adults in American society. As an immigrant from the Philippines, I don't think such a phrase even exists as part of our cultural norm. That's really interesting, Ken. How would you describe your parenting style? As a parent, I never use this phrase to warn or even scare my son into prohibiting him from interacting with people he has not met before. When he was growing up, I actually encouraged multi-generational interactions. And yes, even with strangers. But instead of a blanket warning to boycott spontaneous interactions, I tried my best to equip him with the mindset and the language skills to be self-aware and take care of himself, especially when such interactions become uncomfortable for him. Happy to say that he grew up socially mobile. He's developed a curiosity to explore new relationships, even outside his usual circle of demographics. He's developed these social skills well enough that when we go to parties together, he's the only kid or young person who's able to gravitate between the adult groups and the teens. So, how should we think about strangers then? In a world often focused on self-preservation and caution, we frequently hear the phrase, don't talk to strangers. But what if I told you that engaging with strangers, even in small talk, could unlock a world of benefits? Today, we'll debunk the myth behind this age-old saying and explore the fascinating power of strangers from expanding our perspectives to building a stronger sense of community, let's delve into the magic that lies in connecting with people we don't yet know.
Tell us why we should talk to strangers, Ken. What exactly do we gain? Sure, Steph. Here's the first benefit. Developing a sense of curiosity. If we care to discover and share what the world has to offer, we need to start with ourselves. This mandates a mindset shift from fear of the unknown to the joy of curiosity and discovery. This mindset enables us to break barriers and expand our own perspectives. I encourage you to take a bit of a risk. Approach a stranger. Start chatting by asking a general question. And most importantly, open yourself up. What's the worst that can happen? Every stranger carries a unique life story, experiences, and knowledge waiting to be discovered and shared. By breaking the barrier of apprehension and initiating a conversation, we open ourselves up to a world of diverse perspectives from different cultures to, to varying backgrounds. Talking to strangers allows us to gain insights we would have otherwise never encountered. Embracing these interactions expands our horizons and helps us appreciate the rich tapestry of human existence. Interesting. When I think about it, all friends were strangers first, right? That's right, Stephanie. Here's another benefit. Strengthening empathy and compassion. Small talk with strangers often touches on universal topics like weather, daily experiences, hobbies, well, and you know, the usual traffic. These seemingly mundane conversations serve a deeper purpose. They cultivate empathy and compassion. As we listen to others' stories, we connect on a human level, realizing that we all share similar joys and fears, and struggles. These simple exchanges remind us of our shared humanity and encourage us to be more compassionate towards others. More importantly, this initial interaction with someone we do not know is the building unit of a community. Having small talk with strangers is definitely an opportunity to develop our empathy and compassion muscles. How about overcoming social anxiety and building confidence? For many years, the idea of approaching strangers may be intimidating. Actually, it's not a maybe. It is intimidating. However, engaging in small talk is an excellent way to overcome social anxiety and build confidence. With each conversation, we become more adept at initiating dialogue making eye contact, and expressing ourselves, we increase our own self-awareness, awareness of the space we occupy with this person that we're interacting with. As we step out of our comfort zones, we discover newfound courage and self-assurance that extends beyond mere social interactions. In the process, we develop our own self-awareness. The other benefit is unearthing hidden opportunities. Hey, you never know where a conversation with a stranger may lead. Look at me and my tennis buddies. 
right? From professional networking to discovering shared interests, these encounters can unearth hidden opportunities. Whether it's a potential job lead, a new hobby, or even a lifelong friendship, the power of strangers lies in the countless doors they can open in our lives. Ken, all these things so far mean there are more benefits to meeting strangers. Can you tell me an example from your own life? I caught the tennis bug a few years ago when I was still living in New York City. So as a beginner, I remember hanging out on the courts, watching all these people, learning from them. You know, I'm just in awe of the way they play. I also stayed to meet and greet people that I thought were in my level, or maybe just a bit more advanced. In between games and after matches, I would get up and start chatting with them. You know, just shooting the breeze, pretending I know a lot about tennis when I don't. But this is how I found my tennis uh, group, my doubles tennis group in Queens. After a long time of me bugging them to play with them, they finally relented. They invited me to join and play with them. Of course, since I was the beginner, I really sucked big time, but hey, they tolerated me. Um, maybe they found an inner talent in me. It's got to be that forehand or maybe that single-handed backhand. In any case, I started playing with them and eventually hanging out after games for just a cup of coffee or java, sometimes even breakfast or lunch. In the long run, this group of tennis players became my good friends not just activity partners. We celebrated birthdays and baptisms. Even though I have moved around, I'm still in touch with a few of them. And I still play with them when I'm in New York City. That's a nice story. How does talking to strangers impact the bigger issue of community? Let me talk about this one, fostering a stronger sense of community. Sadly, I feel that we have lost the sense of community in America. In my humble opinion, this is the root cause of all our social, economic, possibly even political problems. A thriving community is built on the foundation of connections, and strangers play a crucial role in this process. Engaging with unfamiliar faces fosters a sense of togetherness, breaking down societal barriers and creating a supportive environment. By talking to strangers, we strengthen that communal fabric that binds us, leading us to a friendlier, more united society. We discover common ground and we celebrate our differences. We need to rebuild communities if only to rediscover that we are more similar to each other than we are different. And by celebrating our differences, we start to embrace our humanity. We are one. We are all connected. Can you put this idea of talking to strangers in perspective with our need for safety? While the adage, don't talk to strangers, has its roots in promoting safety, it's essential to distinguish between necessary caution and missed opportunities for growth. Emphasizing safety is crucial. This is important. 
and I mean it, but teaching children and adults alike the art of discernment is equally important. I think this is really the crux of the issue. We need to be able to develop our self-awareness and our appetite for risks. And this is a decision we can make and only we can make. Encouraging meaningful interactions with strangers can lead to a world where kindness, empathy, and understanding prevail. It's interesting what you just said there. So, it's not about safety? It's about effort and energy? And possibly even risk-taking? Let me be blunt about this. The idea of don't talk to strangers is just really a cop-out. It's a lousy excuse for us not to exercise our own judgment and critical thinking. Don't talk to strangers is like saying, hey, let's boycott this book or this movie because it makes me uncomfortable. Last time I checked, freedom of speech is protected by our Constitution. Ken, what message would you like to leave our listeners? Look, Steph, the power of strangers lies in their ability to surprise us, to challenge our preconceptions, and to connect us in the most unexpected and profound ways. Embracing the magic of small talk opens a world of benefits, from expanding our perspectives and nurturing empathy to building a stronger sense of community. So the next time you encounter a stranger, take a leap of faith. Start a conversation. You never know what wonders might unfold before you through the simple act of engaging with someone new. Ken, thanks for being with us and sharing your insights. Thanks for having me, Steph. To our listeners here at Make Our Possible, here's a question. When was the last time you talked to a stranger? When was the last time a stranger you met became an activity partner or even a friend? Or how about a romantic partner? What are your thoughts on this topic? This is Steph Lively signing off, until next time. Here at Theory, we encourage you to discover the power of strangers to enrich your life. Let me leave you with this quote from William Butler Yeats. There are no strangers here, only friends you haven't yet met.